Hey guys, Sunny D here. Thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. Today's episode you're going to be hearing was recorded while doing Storytime, my live 9 a.m. show. If you haven't been there yet, if you haven't heard about it yet, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but this episode is going to be an awesome one. It's all about growth and expansion. I'm reading the chapter on growth and expansion from YFYI Salon Ownership, your first year in salon ownership. And I'm going to be sharing some insights, talking about different ways to approach growth, different ways you can look at growth, and why there's only two things you could possibly be doing with your business at any given time. It's either you're growing or you're dying. So hope you got your notes ready. If you're listening to this on a walk or on a run, don't worry. You'll get all the notes you need and you'll be able to come back and listen to this episode again and again. So thanks for tuning in. And now it's time for the podcast. All right. Good morning. Good morning. We are now live. You know what time it is. Good morning. Good morning. It is time for story time. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being back for another story time. I'm your host, Sunny D. Excited to be back. Excited to share with you. Excited to continue this project, this journey, this, uh, what else? What else can we call it? This little idea that I had in my head. When I decided, what? That was Alexa. Alexa, that was rude. Uh, When I decided to start doing story time, I said, well, you know what? Since we're all at home, we're all just kind of chilling and, you know, not uh, necessarily out there doing what we do. I said, what better time than to start a project, start this little project known as story time. So we're now rolling, we're coming in hot. This is episode number 21, which is kind of funny, kind of a trip in a way. You know, thinking about, you know, not doing it for probably two years, because I thought about that, you know, and like, I want to say it was like 2018. I was like, you know what, I want to start doing like a morning show. I usually wake up pretty early, you know, four, five, sometimes in the morning. And, you know, I'll catch up, see what's going on in the world, business. Um, I'll usually read for at least, you know, 20, 30 minutes, whether that be, you know, an audio book or a physical book or whatever. Um, but after that, then I'll, I'll, I was kind of like, you know, I'll start thinking about new ideas. I'll start writing stuff down on, um, on paper. And <clears throat> one of those things that I've been thinking about for a while was story time. So here story time is. It's now not a thought. It's actually a thing. So we've got 21 episodes. I think the first one, the first one might have got missed. I'm not sure exactly what happened. I was still trying to figure out my cadence for that first one. I was still trying to figure out like, you know, my setup, what I was going to do, how I was going to do it. You know, I wasn't a huge, you know, live streamer. Contrary to popular belief before the coronavirus, um, I did a lot of video, created a lot of content, heavy on Instagram, but wasn't really a live big into live streaming. Um, but now it's like, you know, it's like one of my favorite things to do, and because it captures, I think, the realness of 
like everything that's going on, it captures the realness of the moment. Um, I don't, you know, like to script too many things. I mean, reading books, like my books, obviously these are things that I wrote, so it's a little easy for me to do that. But, you know, having having that like real-time um, real experience, I think has been new. It's been new for me. I don't know if you guys are into it, wherever you're consuming this, but we got three streams going, so good morning. Instagram. Good morning, Facebook one and Facebook two. Good morning, Twitter. So we're live on all channels right now. Uh, but going live has been something I've been having a lot of fun with getting into. I um, hope you guys had a good weekend. You know, it's now Monday. It's uh, May 4th. Tomorrow, Cinco de Mayo. Wonder how that's going to go. Normally, Cinco de Mayo in our salons, we do margaritas for all of our guests. I'm usually the bartender. I'll actually set up a mobile bar and I'll go, like if I'm in Florida where we have three different locations, I'll go from location to location to location. I'll spend a few hours at each location on Cinco de Mayo and I'll serve you know, Patron margaritas to the guests that are coming in. It's gonna be a little different now with all the salons closed, I'm sure. I mean, I know for a lot of my, my friends that own bars and restaurants, Cinco de Mayo is always a big money maker. So it's gonna be a little different uh, for them as well. But tomorrow is Cinco de Mayo. So tomorrow, if you're joining us for uh, story time, you're joining me for story time. Come, come ready to roll. Come dressed up. You know, come in your in your Cinco de Mayo garb, whatever that looks like for you. You know, I go down to Mexico at least like once a year or once every other year. Usually, it's with my team on a trip. And when I'm down there, you know, we always have a ton of fun. One uh, of one of my favorite places to go. Um, so. Tomorrow we will be in some form or fashion, even though it's social distancing 101 to not celebrate at close you know, intervals with people right now, we can still celebrate at a distance, whether it be on Instagram, on Facebook, on live, Twitter, on Zoom, however it is, we will still celebrate in some form or fashion for tomorrow. Um, hope you guys had a great weekend. This, this weekend, oh, what's going on, Moose? What's up? This weekend, we uh, Friday night, we had another uh, another Wham Bam celebration, and it was all about the heritage of Paul Mitchell, so that was pretty awesome. We had the co-owner of Paul Mitchell, Angus Mitchell, join us. He was very gracious with his time. He joined us. He hung out, um, shared some of the stories that, I mean, 40 years Paul Mitchell's been in the making, so 40 years ago... You know, he went all the way back to the Awapui farm in Hawaii and shared some stories that you just wouldn't hear uh, any other way, except as they say, you know, from the horse's mouth. So he was actually there planting those first, you know, Awapui plants and uh, tending those first crops. So I thought that was awesome. He opened up our event. Um, he shared, you know, shared with us. And, and it was just kind of one of those things where it was like, you know, I just, I mean, I had so much fun with it. So much fun with it, a lot of fun. We had some of our team stop by sharing some of their Awapui stories. Some of our team stopping by sharing some of their, um, some of their, their best practices when it comes to Awapui, some of the successes that they have with it. So it was all about the heritage of Paul Mitchell, the heritage of the Awapui wild ginger plant that started this company. From that plant, think about it, from that plant growing a company, you know, billions of dollars, you know, 40 years, you know, in the industry, 
um, the truest of the true when it comes to professionals keeping things professional. Paul Mitchell does it like really nobody else. Um, so that was, you know, that was part of the celebration on Friday night. And then me and my co-host Josh, we got to go through all of the Awapui Wild Ginger products, which was a lot of fun. And uh, one by one, we kind of went through them. We did some demos on some of them. Um, so it was, yeah, definitely a good time. Um, we're looking forward to the next one we're planning. And we're looking forward to continuing these beyond Corona. You know, what happens after Corona? Do we just stop everything that we're doing? Hopefully not. Hopefully we're able to continue these um practices or these little micro businesses or these micro approaches that are going on you know the thing that i you know the thing that i think is the i guess coolest right there's not a whole lot of cool going on when it comes to this coronavirus and what's been happening because it's really rocked communities it's rocked states it's rocked countries down to their down to its core and it's been one of those things where <clears throat> we never want to see anything like this again but if there were something I could say would be like a cool thing is that it's really been something that's forcing all of us, you know, salon owners, business owners, small business owners, whether you think you're a business owner or not, you're just an employee, you work in a company, um, it's still stretched all of us to really have to get uh, creative and really have to see you know, what we're made of, what we're able to do. And a lot of us are actually able to do a lot more than we thought. You know, maybe pre-corona, you thought all you could do is just go to work, uh, come home, pay a few bills. But now during corona, you found out that you can do a whole lot more. You found out that you were capable of a whole lot more. Um, I know for me, you know, figuring out how to keep my company, my team, um, you know, my community in, in contact and gauged in, you know, some, some form of being able to provide some form of value or just continue to be a part of something has been like a really big challenge. But it's through those challenges, like right now, what's going on, it's through those challenges that we get stretched and I think that's where it really, when we get tried the most, we grow the most. You know, there's not really a whole lot of growth in staying in your lane. There's not really a whole lot of growth in um, staying in your comfort zone. I talk about that a lot. Tea is good this morning. It just got to the perfect temperature. Um, but there's not a whole lot of growth in that. So when you think about, you know, what do you want to do? You know, what do you want to be? What do you want to see? What do you want to have? Where do you want to go in life, in business, in relationship, in this, in that? You know, where's the growth really live? It's going to live on the outer most edge of your comfort zone. It's not going to live in your comfort zone. It's not going to live by you playing it safe. It's not going to live by you avoiding risk at all costs. You know, as an entrepreneur, my, you know, my, uh, natural instinct is a is to challenge myself is to take risk but i'm not a gambler that's the thing a lot of people think well i mean i might get into it at some point i mean the you know the the, day, the night's still young right 
the life life is still young. Um, I could always get into it. I could be I could get into it hardcore. I've been watching this Last Dance series on ESPN. It's a ten part uh, series. They just had I think it was like five and six last night, and they're chronicling the run of the the bulls, not the running of the bulls that they do in Pamplona in Spain, uh, but the run of the Chicago Bulls and their whole. Um, six championships <clears throat> so they started all the way back in the day with you know Michael Jordan and now they're in the part where the controversy and the gambling and you know and he liked to gamble and I mean but he said you know I don't have a gambling problem I like to gamble though it's you know it's fun right so I'm not saying that I won't ever um, but I'm not a gambler but I like to take risk now calculated when you're gonna grow a business or grow a company it's about being able to calculate that risk it's about being able to measure that risk uh, against the reward. And sometimes the reward doesn't equal the risk and you take the risk anyway. And it's about being able to have a vision um, that you can really kind of have broad and surrounding views of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, so that's where a lot of people, if they don't go into business, they maybe that's, that's fine and they, they shouldn't go into business. And then you have premature people that do go into business that shouldn't go into business. You know, I call that the entrepreneurial seizure. When one day you wake up and you're like, you know, yeah, I'm going to do my thing. And it's like a moment in time. But then when you do it, you realize, oh, shit, like, what did I just do? Like, why am I doing this? I should have never done this. You have this entrepreneurial seizure. Uh, for me, I just, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know, from selling um, candy, you know, buying it for five cents and selling it for 10 right because i would i would hustle you know and and get a few get you know 50 cents take that 50 cents go to the corner store you know they had like the little tub of bubble gum it was five cents a piece um there's like jolly ranchers single jolly ranchers uh you know five cents a piece and then i flip them for 10 cents a piece and then i go back now i got a dollar take that dollar turn it into two two into four four into eight right eight and a one million um, but it's just something I had fun doing and figured out like a way to do it you know supply and demand it just kind of it I don't know why I just I mean I think a lot of it was about surviving right I always wanted to have candy so the way I could always have candy is by flipping candy and having a little bit for me and then also having some to sell so I could re re you know re-up my supply of coins and then be able to go back and buy more. Um, so from doing that on the school bus, to selling cigarettes, to selling weed, to selling, 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 haircuts, color, I just always enjoyed the game. Um, being able to <clears throat> start something and build it from nothing. And so for me, that's just what I do for fun, right? And for some people, it might make them sick. Like if all of a sudden you had you know, and you know, three, four businesses, five businesses, six businesses that just dried up at once, that's enough to make you sick. And that sick looks a lot like uh, depression. It looks a lot like <clears throat> physical sickness, like actual sickness. It looks a lot like a lot of things. Um, and that's what we're going through right now. So a lot of people are sick. You know, and I've got business partners too. Um, so reaching out to them, making sure that they're feeling, you know, confident. Um, having to make decisions, you know, all eyes on me, right? Like Tupac, all eyes on me, right? Having to make those decisions of which direction do we go, which road do we take? 
and being comfortable living with those decisions. And sometimes, you know, sleep is precious, but sometimes you're not able to because you have decisions that are weighing heavy on your mind. Um, so if all, all those things excite you, then go to startyourownbusiness.com <laughs> and we'll get you started today. Um, but that's really what it is, you know, and I, I talk a lot about this, especially since we've been reading the second book, Your First Year in Salon Ownership, uh, as almost like a trying to give you just some raw and uncut truths. So if you do attempt or you may have had a entrepreneurial seizure, um, this may kind of wake you up to think twice because, you know, you look at some of these huge companies that have been built, some of these great companies that we all know, iconic brands that are 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, in, in building, in the making, still going, you're gonna find there's a founder somewhere in there, in that picture, and a lot of times it's a very lonely path if you're a founder. Um, and then if you have business partners, you know, the founder is still, I mean, it's kind of you're out there, you know, you're exposed <clears throat> and, you know, you're responsible for a lot. You know, it's, not, it's different. But in some of these great companies, what you also find is you'll find a number two or a number three or a number four um, that has an ultimate, you know, has the ultimate life and freedom as well. Almost, almost like, you know, like with the founder, they have the same freedom and everything, and even maybe the financials are almost the same, um, but what they don't have is they don't have the, the weight. You know, so maybe that's, I mean, a path to explore because not everybody has to be an owner. I mean, if it's something, if it's an itch you just cannot avoid scratching, then I'm here to tell you, scratch it. You know, scratch it and scratch it. Um, but just be prepared that it might bleed, and if it bleeds, it hurts, and it might sting, and you might not like it. Um, I just, I know for me, I'm not really compatible with a lot of, you know, uh, I guess jobs. <laughs> I've always found myself thinking about um, improving or trying to do something uh, a little bit differently or maybe like a little bit better. And so that's gotten me into some hot water at some point in time. And, you know, and then I thought, you know, well, <clears throat> if I want to be the maker and the designer of my destiny, um, and not a romantic, you know, destiny, but one that's probably gonna not work, right? That's one thing when you go into business, like you have to take the probability. It's kind of like go if you go in a casino, expect to lose money. Like if someone said, if you go in a casino, you should expect to lose some money. You wouldn't think that was crazy, right? I mean, that's like going into a restaurant and saying, if you go in a restaurant, expect to eat food. Everyone would be like, well, that's just what you do there. Well, if you go in a casino and you expect to lose money, that's going to be perfectly normal because that's just what you do there. If you go into the world and the business of business or entrepreneurship or whatever you want to call it and you try to open your own business and you fail, you can say that same thing. Well, that's just what you do there because we know 97% of people that go into business for themselves you know, start a company, do fail. And we also know that 3% that do make it, you know, through the first five years fail in the second five. And then you have to ask yourself as you scratch your head and think, well, damn, that kind of sucks. So how many uh, people want to do that? Not a lot. Um, more than you think though, because a lot of people do try and you never know because they go out of business so quick, you never hear about them. 
you know, and um, especially in, in certain industries like the service industry, like the industry that I'm in, um, services as a business is, is a difficult one. Um, hotels, restaurants, oof, restaurants are really hard. I know if I ever opened a restaurant, I'd probably get in, you know, there's food and beverage, I'd probably stick to the beverage side. You know, maybe a coffee shop, I'm really into that. Uh, maybe a, uh, maybe a, you know, it's a little, a little bar, I'm into that, like sports maybe bar, you know, around the New York teams. I always thought about that, if I opened a bar, it'd be like a New York bar. Um, and I don't know, like that'd probably be the name too, like a New York bar. <laughs> it'd be all around, around uh, New York sports teams that I grew up on. But <clears throat> when you think about the, the likelihood of you winning in a casino or in business, I mean, the, the odds are you probably have better odds in a casino, truthfully. Um, just because business, there's a lot of, you know, twists and turns and things to navigate. And so part of, you know, when I, as I've been sharing through this book, especially as we're getting into these final few chapters, um, maybe it's a bit of, you know, talking you out of it. Um, and then if you hear all these things and you still want to do it, then it's probably an itch that you just have to scratch. And I'll be your biggest fan. You know, I'll be cheering you on. I'll be like, go, 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 go. I will be your biggest fan because I know um, having been and you know, that my company started, you know, 10 years ago, October is going to be 11 years. Um, I know the experiences that I've had. Um, I've know growing. Um, contracting, expansion, contraction, expansion, contraction. It's a nonstop thing. It's like a, it's like lungs, right? You, it's breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. And when you own your own business, that's what it's really like. Um, but here's the thing: if you own your own business, you know you you are kind of you know you're that heartbeat, and you got to keep that heart pumping because everything else depends on that right the the flow right if it's money in a sense if it's blood in the human body if that flow stops and those extremities stop receiving the oxygen and the blood stops flowing because the heart stops beating then the business or the person dies um, and that's the way it is so if you think about your business like that there's anatomy there's different parts of it you think about your um, career like that and then whether you own a business or the business owns you, um, there's a lot of different ways to get into business ownership. You know, it's a lot like I shared in one of the chapters that we read already. A lot of people start a salon because they were they were just a frustrated um, stylist or they were a frustrated barber. And like, oh, this place sucks. I can do it better. Or they thought somehow, you know, they're getting screwed or whatever. That's why a lot of people start a business. Terrible reason to start a business um, because you think you're getting screwed because you're probably not and then when you get in the business then everybody that thinks you're screwing them then you're like whoa you know what i'm not screwing them i thought this was a better you know i'm doing good <laughs> but the thing is <clears throat> why to start a business you know what is a problem that you want to solve and if you don't solve it it may never get solved those are questions to ask yourself you know when i started the business it was about you know, hiring brand new people out of school. No one really focused on that. Everyone wanted to hire people with a clientele. Well, no shit. We all want people with clientele, but they don't want to take the time to hire people, teach them how to build a clientele, and really focus on the next gen, the new people, because they're huge liabilities. I'm 100% agreeing with that. 
they are huge liabilities. They got no clients, they got no revenue. Um, then it's like, well, what if I train them and they leave? You know, one of my mentors said, well, what if you don't train them and they stay? Which one would you rather have? You know, so when you look at wanting to go in business and you look at wanting to build people, most of them are gonna leave at some point. You know, it's not a forever thing. You think, you know, the Facebooks or some of these Amazons, like they're the biggest companies in the world, are like, man, if everyone we hire doesn't stay, I'm gonna be heartbroken. No, 99, you know, probably percent of the people that you hire um, are gonna leave at some point. Some will leave on good, you know, terms and some will leave on shitty terms. Some will, you know, do shady shit. It's just the nature of business. Some will be straight up with you. Um, but there's going to be more of the other than the, the latter part of that. That's just the nature of it. That's just the nature of business. <clears throat> so if you're starting that journey and you're setting out and you want to build a company, these are things that you definitely want to consider. Um, these are a lot of the realities. And so a big part of story time, you know, I've been coming to you guys every morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time, and I've been re reading stories and sharing with you insights and thoughts of the morning, thoughts of the day. And I've been reading to you from these two books, the YFY book series. So we finished the first one already, your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive but thrive. And now we're into the second book, which is your first year in salon ownership. Um, so these owner, owner battle stories, these owner war stories that I've been sharing as we've been going through chapter and chapter out are things that hope make you think, things that hope make you consider, things that you know I maybe didn't know that I wish I knew. And now 11 years, going on 11 years as a business owner, I decided, you know, I'm gonna put a lot of this on, on paper, and here we are. Um, so today we're gonna be going into last episode on Friday. We're here Monday through Friday. So the last episode, we were going through chapter 10, which is about growth, um, sorry, chapter nine. Today we're doing chapter 10. So chapter nine was about key relationships and people that you want to establish those relationships with and why they're key and how to and which ones to focus on. So today we're going into chapter 10, which is on growth and expansion. Um, so this is a great chapter, um, something that everybody crosses, the road that everybody crosses at some point when you start thinking you know, about what's next and you start thinking about how big can this company become. You start thinking about, do I want to make it bigger? Um, and you start thinking about, like, why do I want to make it bigger? You know, and I've shared a lot of, you know, with you guys, my ambition of having 1.0 salons all over the world, you know, in different markets where we have different schools, underserved markets. You know, there are some schools that I'll go into and I'll be like, how many, you know, Paul Mitchell focus salons do you have? And some will be like, absolutely zero. You know, and then they have a 200 students that are studying and learning and there to learn Paul Mitchell and then they're going to get out and there's going to be no Paul Mitchell salons. So I want to be able to solve that problem. I want to be able to go into those cities and then around the globe. You know, one of the schools, we have a partner school over in, in, uh, in Russia. We're going to have a salon over there too. You think they don't want to go work in a Paul Mitchell salon? and have a company that focuses on new talent that helps grow and help you establish and build a career and a foundation? Sure they do. So I'll be over there soon. Um, so those are some of my ambitions, but why? Because I'm trying to solve a problem. And so I just wanna plant that seed as we get into this chapter today. It's about problem solving. 
first and foremost. That's what businesses that succeed and why they exist and are successful is because they've solved problems. Um, so there's always internal and external problems. You know, for some people in, in a salon we have in a neighborhood that's close proximity to where they live, we solved the problem of them wanting to live a lifestyle where they didn't need a car anymore. They could walk almost everywhere. Having that service available to them solved the problem for them. So there's two different problems you could be solving with one solution called your business. So let's get into chapter 10. And like all chapters, we're going to start with a quote. How tall will a tree grow? As tall as it can. Jim Rohn. Chapter 10. Growth and Expansion. To grow or not to grow? Really, that isn't the question. When it comes to growth and or expansion, I really believe it's binary. You're either expanding or contracting. You're either growing or you're dying. The choice is yours, and I bet you'd agree, expansion or growth sounds way better. So the question isn't to grow or not to grow. The question is only what type of growth or expansion do you want to experience, and when do you want to experience it? In this chapter, I'm going to talk about the different kinds of expansion and what they can mean to your business. It all starts with the first one. You finally get the doors open. Your first guest ever walks in. And at the end of the day, you take a minute to reflect. As you do, you think, man, I did it. I made it. It's the new car smell in full effect. Then day one turns into week one, which turns into month one. And before you know it, an entire year has gone by. You then may start getting the itch, thinking, well, if I did this once, why can't I do it again? At least that's what happened with me. I think any true entrepreneur feels that way. A constant burning to grow their business. New ideas are always popping into their heads and every one of them they want to act on. It's at this point that you have options. Number one, grow the base. With the location you have currently, you could continue to focus solely on it and grow your base. This type of growth is perfect for some people. Take a look at your existing business and see what areas aren't tapped. What other opportunities exist? Whether it be expanding your hours, expanding your menu of services or service providers, this type of growth focuses your time and energy in one area. So I'm going to jump in here for a second. So growing your base, right? That existing base that you have, growing that base. It's not always about multiple locations. Right? Some people have amazing single location, single focus businesses that are just absolutely unbelievably incredible. So there is that. So think about that as option one, growing your base. Let's get back into the story. Number two, grow another base. This type of growth is when you decide to open another location and repeat the exact same process again in a different market. Now, I want to emphasize exact. I decided to use the grow another base method on a new location, but with an entirely new concept. It was untested and not completely ready for the marketplace. I ended up spinning it into a third concept that never caught traction and soon had to close up shop. That little experiment cost around $70,000. 
What I could or should have done was tested the concept inside of one of our other locations before growing it as its own base. There's a lot more time and energy spent establishing a base than spent growing another base that's a replica of the first. I mean, don't get me wrong, a replica does take time and energy, but if you copy your first one, assuming it's working and contains all the parts of a great business, it becomes easier. This is the phase that most businesses stay in, growing their base and replicating it over and over again. So I'm gonna jump back in here for a second. So that little $70,000 experiment I did, it was, it was just the whole thing. I, I kind of went, then that's why I shared this because I went against the grain of like business, right? Instead of duplicating what was working, I took this other route and was like, oh, this, you know, because you're an entrepreneur, right? These ideas pop in your head. You're like, oh, I should do this. I should do that. And so then we started, uh, we started on a salon. It's called Express and hadn't really thought out the idea, opened a location, wasn't working, spun it into another salon. It was a men's concept wasn't working and then closed it down. So it was like a couple of years of investing time and money and energy instead of replicating what was already working. Not that that couldn't be pulled off, but it's not easy, right? It's not easy uh, when you think about it. It's kind of like, all right, I mean, I don't know if we could take an example of uh, Apple, maybe they're you know, Amazon now, Amazon's a little outlier because they've started multiple businesses and a lot of different sectors and categories, uh, but they also had that experimental money where they have like billions so they can test this, test that, and try all kinds of shit. And they've had some flops. I mean, think about the Fire Phone, right? Anybody remember that? No, because it flopped. But they thought, oh, we're gonna start a phone company to compete with Apple. I think Google even did that too. So there's companies like that. If you have that, <clears throat> that kind of, uh, you have those resources and you want to test and try and, you know, you can afford to flop, but man, that one hurt. Cause I wasn't, I'm not a Apple. I'm not definitely not Amazon. And so I tested that out and yeah, it cost me big time. I mean, experience So experience. I wouldn't have been able to write about it if I never tried it. Um, so here we go. So uh, back to the story. There's nothing wrong with staying in this phase until there is. Most giant companies get in this phase and keep growing until they become super giants with no agility. Without agility, they're not able to move with the marketplace and follow consumer behavior. A few examples are companies like Sears, Walmart, Wendy's, Sports Authority, Toys R Us, and more. Some of these companies may be out of business by the time you read this or on their way. Go check, I dare you. Um, and that's kind of scary to read <clears throat> considering where we're at right now. When I wrote this book, I mean, Toys R Us was still in business, they're gone. That's one check. Uh, Walmart's still around killing it. Wendy's is teetering. Uh, Sports Authority, they're gone. They're gone, check. Um, Sears, yeah, probably on their last leg. Um, there's some other ones out there. Uh, so it's kind of scary to think about this. I mean, when I wrote this, I mean, the economy was doing pretty damn good and these stores still existed. Uh, but thinking about that agility, not being able to move, you know, staying in your lane too much, right? Not being able to move, not being dynamic. Um, wow, that kind of was a little gave me chills just thinking about 
Like, when did I write this? This is like a few years ago. Interesting. All right. So back to the story. It's hard to imagine those businesses no longer existing, isn't it? Isn't it? The ones that are able to make it and continue to expand are going to have to tap into this next phase of expansion and growth. You too will have to adopt a new approach or you may become obsolete. Number three, option three, geometric growth. This is the one I like. Geometric growth. This is the type of growth where you are expanding in multiple directions at the same time. When you think of the word geometric, what comes to mind? Maybe shapes like squares, triangles, circles, etc. When you examine these shapes, they all have certain dimensions. They're actually multi-dimensional. This is exactly how your business must approach growth and expansion. Being a dimensional company is thinking about expanding your base, expanding your locations, expanding your customers and team all at the same time. I'm not just talking about adding new things. I'm talking about becoming a new thing. Companies that I see leading the way are ones like Amazon, Starbucks, Apple, Red Bull, and some others. Think about Amazon's track record. They started as basically a mail order bookstore. What are they today? They are essentially the everything store, which happens to be a great book about the rise of Amazon by Brad Stone. In the book, he talks about Jeff Bezos not being content with just being a book retailer, growing the base, but wanting to expand into other markets and offer all types of goods and services, geometric growth. Today, Amazon is in everything from providing website services through its company Amazon Web Services to companies like and organizations like Netflix and the CIA to clothes, electronics, household items, groceries, and yes, even books. Where will they stop? I don't think anywhere. Jeff Bezos has even bigger aspirations than Earth. With the launch of his new company, Blue Origin, their mandate to make space travel possible for everyone. I'm sure the first package delivered on Mars will come in a little brown Amazon box. Take a look at what Starbucks is doing with their business, from selling cups of coffee, growing their base, with multiple locations, then to food, music, and coffee machines. Their recent innovations with their mobile app have made it one of the most sticky apps in the App Store and contributed significantly to sales. They are currently working on a new store concept which may be open by the time you read this called The Reserve. They are testing in select cities around the world. I haven't been to a reserve yet, but I've seen them online. They look pretty swanky. So it's kind of like a high end, you know, all about the, it's that coffee connoisseur, all about the bean and, you know, the, the quality, the slow drip pours and all of those other methods of making coffee. I think they have a couple out west already. They may have one in New York. Some of the product, the reserve they sell, um, it's a higher end blend of coffee. They sell in some of their uh, regular locations. But these are just two examples of geometric growth. Um, next, let's get back to the story. Apple, a computer company or a lifestyle brand? That's the question. 
I think for most who enjoy their products, it's a lifestyle choice. I know it is for me anyway. They are constantly looking at new markets, new partners, and different ways to make their products a part of our everyday life. It's a must if they're going to stay relevant. Then there's Red Bull. If you go to their website, the first thing you're likely to see isn't a can of their energy drink. More likely some snowboarder or skateboarder doing an insanely cool trick that defies gravity. I mean, that's kind of appropriate seeing as how their tagline is, Red Bull gives you wings. From their base, they've really exemplified what geometric growth is. From hip-hop music to gaming to all kinds of extreme sports, festivals, and more, Red Bull is one of the most dimensional companies out there. It's, di it's kind of difficult to even find their product offerings page, which only consists of four products, by the way. From that base, they've evolved into a complete lifestyle multimedia brand. So, as you chart your course and begin to think about growing and expanding your business, keep some of these great companies and their stories in mind. Be strategic about how you align your business with, about how you align your business and with whom you align your business with. Remember, what your company is going to look like when it is finished. Pick an expansion plan that will support not only your current agenda, but also your long-term goals. Lastly, Remember, any of the growth approaches work. It's just the outcomes that vary. Sometimes opportunities will present themselves and you may change from one strategy to another, which is also fine. The net result is growth and expansion. Remember, you're either growing or you're dying. So that's the growth and expansion plug, chapter number 10. So as you're thinking about that, you know some of those companies, I mean, go check on them now. I mean, I'm thinking about in real time, like what do they look like now? Because what we're gonna find out in this new corona economy is we're gonna find out there's gonna be a whole nother um, series of expansion opportunities. There's gonna be a whole nother series of expansion uh, growth plans. There's gonna be a whole nother, almost a whole nother dimension. You know, I know even as I'm looking at like my own company, when I'm, as I was reading now, I was thinking, you know, Amazon, I was thinking Apple, I was thinking, you know, where they're at now, Red Bull, I've got to check up on them, you know, because now in the Corona economy, now we're all going to be going into, there's a whole nother dimension where maybe the object, your business had three sides or four sides. Now there may be a fifth or a sixth side that's going to, you know, be exposed during this corona economy maybe there's a seventh or an eighth side you know and you thought it was only you know five or six sides so now is especially the time as you're thinking about your company and how it exists or the company that you're coming up with in your mind maybe you don't even have a company yet maybe you're just now realizing i do want to have a company so i do have a little bit more control or i've got this itch that i can't just i can't leave alone or i can't get this thought out of my head or I don't want to be beholden to anything anymore. Um, I want to create freedom. Whatever, whatever the thing is that gets you kind of going, you start thinking about it. There's going to be new dimensions. So some of those companies that I was just reading about, some of those companies that are, you know, the the leaders in their in their lane, the leaders in their um, sector or in their industry. Some of those companies now 
are developing new dimensions and some of them may even scrap some things right because they're like oh it's about conservation right now it's about surviving um, you know they're not trying to expand or grow <clears throat> but you're gonna see some of the ones that have been like that that have that geometric kind of growth you know an expansion mentality come up with new and innovative ways and that's an opportunity and so that's one of the things is going back to the beginning when I was talking about some of the coolest things um, that could come out of this is this new level of growth this new level of expansion this new dimension of business these new things that you could try I could try we could try um, so hopefully you got some of that out of that chapter um, that chapter's already got me thinking right now because some of the stuff I read in there I was like it's kind of creepy um, that it's already come to pass right it's already happened um, so that chapter 10 growth and expansion thinking about those different dimensions of growth keep in mind they all can work you've got number one growing your base right you got number two growing another base and then you got number three geometric growth and just depending on where you're at and what you're into all of those three levels of growth or three approaches to growth can work it just depends on which one and which ones you want to focus on um, so hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of story time with Sunny D your host uh, we'll be back tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll be going into the next chapter of the book, which is chapter 11. Believe it or not, if what if chapter, we're already there. We're already into the, the final chapter pretty much. Yeah, we read every chapter. So we're going to be going into chapter 11. And then I'm excited because there's also a bonus materials section where it's afterthoughts and other stuff and uh it's you know i don't know it could be actually the bonus section could be one of my favorites because it gets into the future stuff which is going to be kind of where we're at now because if when i wrote this a couple years ago um i was thinking about a couple years ahead so probably uh 2020 i don't know if i referenced 2020 in there like i haven't read this since i wrote it so we'll see um but that's going to be tomorrow so I'm excited to have you guys back for another story time. Make sure you bring a friend, let your peeps know, share this video, share this podcast, um, share this tweet, share this live stream with your people. Um, I'll be back here for all book info and to learn more about the YFY book series, head over to yourfirstyearin.com. You can check out all the books there. Um, if you want to get one of these limited edition iHeartYFYI t-shirts right now, they're free. That's my gift to you for showing up to Storytime. And if you go on to the website, you just look for YFYI swag. And there's a couple promo codes. I put those promo codes in the post on my Facebook page. Um, but the promo codes for the women's shirt, you just put in StorytimeW. And that's going to give you the shirt for free. You just got to pay for shipping. It's like... $4.95, five bucks. Um, if you want, if you get the men's shirt, you put in the promo code Storytime M for men, Storytime M, and you'll get the shirt for free and you'll pay for some shipping. So those shirts are available. The books are available at yourfirstyearend.com. And the books right now, they're all 20% off. You use the promo code PMTSFP, which stands for Paul Mitchell, The School Future Professional. I have a lot of future professionals that tune in um, that will hear this podcast, see these live streams later. So that's the promo code. You get 20% off the books, PMTSFP. And uh, look forward to your comments, feedback, 
And I will look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, bright and early, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, for another episode of Storytime. You guys have a great day. Thanks for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon. Hey guys, how's it going? Sunny D here again. Hope you guys enjoyed that episode of the YFYI podcast. And I hope you're enjoying story time. I am hope you're enjoying these live reads, proving that I can in fact read. How did he write two books if he can't even read? I can read, you guys. Not maybe the best ever, but definitely I can read. So hope you guys took a lot away. Growth and expansion. Hope I got your wheels turning. Was able to plant some seeds along the way and really give you just something to think about. Do some homework. Go look at some of those companies that I were that I was mentioning um, that I was talking about at the time. Go look and see where are they now. Take a look at your company. Where are you now? Hopefully you're doing good out there and you're thinking about your plan as we enter this next phase, as businesses start to reopen, as we get the corona economy, our new economy in place, uh, what it's going to look like. So lots of things there, guys, and I look forward to sharing some more with you on the next episode of the YFYI podcast, on the next episode of Storytime. Hope you'll join me live uh, Monday through Friday. 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever live streaming is available, I probably got a stream going there. So I hope to see you there. And thanks again for tuning in. Check out yourfirstyearend.com for all of the information on the YFYI book series. And look forward to having you back for the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast, guys. You guys have a great day. And remember that this is the podcast where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon.